Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I am so excited and happy that you're here. My name is Kate Noel, and I am the host of the show. I am going to be doing a solo episode today on inner rebel, on the inner voice that might feel defiant that we all have within us. If you feel a little bit confused about what I mean, keep listening. I'll explain. But I think that there's something really important here. I think a lot of us who are in recovery or struggling with food and body, we can feel like we have this sort of good girl or good boy or good person mentality versus this inner rebel or person within us that wants to defy and doesn't feel heard. And before we get into the episode, I just wanted to shout out a recent review. Uh, reviews and ratings are the best way that you can support this podcast. So if you're a listener uh, or if you like this episode, I would really appreciate it if you leave me a rating and review in iTunes. It's really easy. Um, It's just, you can do it right on your phone. So this one is from True Biora. It's a a word I'm not sure how to how to say, but it's from this person. <laughs> and they said the most positive and encouraging podcast. It says, I followed Kate for quite a few years and this podcast is truly beautiful. Oh, I feel like my truly healthy anti-diet culture big sister is giving me advice in every episode. Each episode lifts me up and it's because of the light and inspiring energy Kate brings to each episode. There are so many people online who can lower our energetic vibrations. And this podcast is the perfect example of someone who does the opposite and truly cares for others and the message that they spread. Thank you so much, Kate. Wow, this review was so beautiful. And, you know, I really resonate with being a big sister, not because I am a big sister, but because I used to beg my parents uh, I'm the youngest. I just have one older sibling. She's a, she's my sister. Um, and I used to beg my parents to have another child because I always wanted to be a big sister. I always wanted a little sister or a brother. Um, and so this is really special to me. And, you know, I really just kind of realized with this review that I feel like I've kind of tapped into that archetype a little bit. And that is very affirming to me. So thank you so much for this. I'm so honored that I'm able to support your journey and it means a lot to me. So thank you and I'm sending you lots of love and hugs. So let's talk about the inner rebel within each of us. This is obviously a generalization and and not everyone is in this category, but I feel that when we grow up, we could kind of either be given lots of rules and we have lots of strict you know, regulations or thoughts and ideas passed down from our parents onto us. Or um, for me, for example, I was given a lot of freedom and I had a lot of autonomy and I really learned from experience um, through my own childhood. But either way, I think that 
we all have an inner rebel and it's pretty clear that it kind of comes out mostly in our teenage years when we're establishing who we really are and we're getting a good idea of what the world is. But I think everyone has this inner rebel um, of, of not wanting to follow the rules, of wanting to establish independence. And I think that regardless of how we're raised, we kind of crave that specialness. We want to know what makes us special and we don't want to be like everyone else. We want to have unique qualities. And uh, like I said, this is a generalization, so maybe you don't feel this way, but I personally think uh, many of my clients and many of my own journey has been that of how could I be maybe even better sometimes I thought when I was younger, how can I be better um, than this person? Or how can I be special? Or how can I be different? And whether you like it or not, we all have an innate belief system about ourselves based on, you know, so many factors such as our childhood, our parents, our culture, where we live in the world, our jobs, our education, race, our gender, our sexuality, and we naturally set limitations for ourselves. And at times, these can be very beneficial limitations. And in, in, in those situations, I would call those boundaries, whereas in other times, they can feel they are limiting beliefs where we keep ourselves off of some sort of limit. We limit ourselves and we almost self-sabotage ourselves uh, away from getting what we actually want. And usually limiting beliefs is due to conditioning, which is due to fear. So we might set boundaries that are really healthy. And then at times we might set limiting beliefs that are unhealthy and that keep us from uh, unknown territory. And I would argue that unknown territory is where a lot of growth and change that's good actually happens, but it's scary. And so a lot of these innate belief system values that we have within ourselves are really actually out of fear of change. Um, it's human nature to want to rebel to a certain degree. Like I mentioned, typically we're experiencing a knee-jerk reaction, a fear response when this happens. And I think that some people are more likely to act on the re rebellion. Some people suppress it. Some people ignore it, whatever it may be. Um, but I want to affirm any anyone out there who is on their healing journey and who feels intensely the urge to do the opposite thing. I think that's really normal. And, you know, when we start our journey or even if we're far into our journey, there are times we feel the intense urge to do the opposite thing of, let's say, what our, you know, what our coach is telling us to do, like me, or what our dietitian or what our parents or what society or whatever, even our healthy self, uh, you know, we value freedom. So our natural impulse is sometimes to rebel when someone tells us what to do, especially if what that thing that they want us to do will involve some sort of unknown territory or tapping into um, a part of you that maybe feels afraid. And we can want to rebel against our parents. We can rebel against societal norms. We can rebel against our culture. We can rebel against a past version of ourselves. And a lot of times this feeling of being trapped or feeling this intense pressure can really just compound this feeling of rebellion. And 
We really crave experience as human beings and we learn from experience. So I would argue that having this inner rebel versus this good girl, you know, perfect person does everything right. Um, being in the inner rebel is actually an area that can be much more, I would say, transformative. And it could be a growing experience, whereas staying within this good girl mentality where I'm going to be perfect and I'm going to do everything right, I'm going to do the best I can at all times is kind of toxic for us. Um, so I think though where it gets scary is when we enter into this inner rebel where we're acting on the rebellion, the rebellious part of us, there can be a really, I guess there's a technique I would say that I've formulated. Um, there's some steps that I would take when it comes to acknowledging this inner rebel to make sure that you're actually doing something that's in alignment with your highest self and actually is good for you versus something that is harmful for you or other people. Some positives of acting on the rebellion are that if you do act on more of a rebellious, more of a, a different lens of life, then you can be considered a leader or a way maker. You can really pave the way for other people. And that can be extremely positive. Typically, people who act on their inner rebel in a conscious way are original, they're intelligent, they think outside the box, they don't act on just this sort of system that's been placed within us, and they really can see the world in a different way. There are also negatives. There's, you know, when it comes to acting on the inner rebel, you can feel isolated and judged. Um, it can be disruptive. And you know, let's be honest, you can't always get what you really want. Let's say you have a goal in mind and you think in order to have this goal happen, I need to do something really different. You might not get what you want and you might get a little bit disappointed with the result. So those are just some negatives. Those are some positives. So I would like to take this time to go through. I have about seven things here. Um, they're not really steps. They're just points I want to mention. Um, I guess you can think of them as steps when it comes to acknowledging this inner rebel. Actually, before I go into the steps, I want to give you some examples of healthy rebellion, maybe some unhealthy ones I'll throw in there as well. Some healthy examples of inner rebellion is trusting yourself over like a self-help book. Like let's say you, you buy a self-help book and you read something and it doesn't sit right with you. I think exploring why it doesn't sit right with you is great, but it doesn't sit right with you for a reason. So you could really not do exactly what the self-help book says. And maybe that's a form of rebellion that feels supportive for you. Another one I can think of that's a little more tangible and practical is not wearing your Apple watch and counting your steps. Uh, that's, you know, if you've been doing that for a while, for years, it can feel really rebellious to not do that, to not wear your watch and to just trust in your body to move as much as it wants to and not be so calculative about it. Um, another one I'm thinking of that's a healthy form of rebellion is not dieting. And if you're in a group of people who are talking about all their New Year's diets, um, then you and you say, you know what, I'm actually not dieting and I feel really happy about it. That's kind of a form of rebellion within that group of people as well. 
Another type of rebellion could be sleeping in and defying against yourself or society by sleeping as much as you want and actually not setting your alarm every once in a while. Um, Another one could be finding movement that feels good for you and not doing what everyone else in your circle is doing. Maybe another thing that feels rebellious to you is speaking up and speaking your mind and and speaking your truth and saying what you really want and how you really feel to somebody like your boss or your coworker or your roommate or your partner uh, saying, you know, this is what I really want. And that can feel rebellious too. It's not like any of these things are innately rebellious. I think rebellion is a very subjective and personal term. So whatever is coming up for you, whatever resonates with you, if you think about ways that you can rebel in your life, are valid. And I think those are worth tuning into and listening to. Let's now go through the list. There's seven points I have. Like I mentioned, these aren't like in order or anything. I mean, you can think of them kind of in order, but just take whatever points resonate with you. I think that would be the best way to go about this. So point one is to develop compassion for yourself and releasing the all or nothing thinking. Like if you have this rebellious voice inside of you that's talking to you, there's it's not black or white. And when we're in recovery or we're in a journey of self-development, we can feel very black and white sometimes. And so I really want you to start developing compassion for yourself. And I think a lot of times when we have this this thought that's rebellious or this I want to do something else or this defiant attitude, we can kind of get perfectionistic about it maybe or a little bit black and white about it and say like, I'm not even going to listen to this or I'm not even going to acknowledge this or I, I, I don't even have any love for myself. Like shame on me. I shouldn't be thinking this. I shouldn't be feeling this way. Stop, stop, stop. You know, instead of talking to yourself in that way, listen, pause, take a deep breath, acknowledge that you have this thought and Also acknowledge that you have authority over an autonomy over your own life. So anytime we have a sensation of rebellion or a sensation um, at all, really any emotion, it's trying to help us. It's trying to guide us. If it's not meant to serve you in the moment, it just needs your attention. So when you feel these acts of rebellion come into your mind, you mu- you probably will feel some sort of feeling of an emotion or a sensation. And instead of blaming yourself or feeling like you're a bad person for having that sensation or that thought, acknowledge it and, and take authority over it. I know that you're trying to help me. Let's say you have intense anxiety about wanting to, you know, choose recovery or eat your breakfast anxiety and fear. This is who you're talking to. I know you're trying to help me, but I got this. I can eat breakfast. I can do this. I have authority over my own life and I can make this choice right now. So even just acknowledging this fear or this anxiety or whatever feeling you have and releasing the black and white thinking is so beneficial. And that is developing compassion for yourself in that moment. That's step one. Basically hearing yourself listening to yourself, taking a deep breath, acknowledging yourself with compassion, but recognizing at the same time that you have a choice in the matter. Step two, name your rebel. 
So you don't actually have to give your rebel a name. Um, In recovery, a lot of times we say healthy self versus eating disorder self or healthy voice versus eating disorder voice. There's lots of other ones within just mental health as well. You know, you can have your wise mind, you can have your rational mind. And um, there's lots of different versions of, of that. And it's very beneficial to acknowledge that you have and categorize this rebellious voice. Sometimes it's helpful to also name your rebellious voice if it feels supportive. But really the point I'm trying to make here is to acknowledge his or her story. So acknowledging this rebel within you, this thought, this desire comes from something. So acknowledge his or her story. Think about where it came from, this voice, this thought. Uh, When I was in high school and my disorder was really starting to form into a very clear, destructive set of behaviors, I really felt like I didn't have a lot of support in my life and I didn't trust the people in my life. And a part of my rebellion against that was wanting to move across the country and get out. And that's exactly what I did. That was a form of rebellion for me. In hindsight, I wish I would have acknowledged my story at the time, you know, like naming that part of me could look like college Kate, who was really scared and really did not feel intuitive. And I felt really lost. I didn't know what I wanted my major to be. I was struggling with school. I was struggling with drinking too much. I wasn't eating enough. I was just not honoring my body. I was in a spiritual funk and I really felt scared. So college Kate is me naming that part of myself and acknowledging my story and and understanding that that person would come out sometimes, even when I would move, even after I moved to LA, I would feel college Kate coming out. And I really had to acknowledge my story when I was in college and really hear myself in order to make productive change in my life. Step three is that I think setting ourselves up to feel confident. So a lot of times when we set goals for ourselves, we already feel like we're going to fail before we even begin. And so I just wanted to say that no matter how many times you've been on this recovery journey, you need to see and witness your own suffering as real and true and valid. And that your journey is unique to you and has happened for really clear reasons. You might not know them yet, but they're there. And you have the choice to start healing. And it's it's you're never going backwards. You're only going forward. So I think that basically step three is that I want you to know that no matter how many times you have, quote, failed in the past, it does not dictate or assume that you will fail in the future. You will be successful, and I really want you to talk to this inner rebel with a new set of eyes and a new set of ears and really listen and tune in without these pre-judgments or pre-assumptions of failure. So let's say you have a rebellious instinct to stop counting your steps. Let's go with the Apple Watch thing or whatever you use. Just know that no matter how many times you've tried this, you can try again. And it takes us a lot of practice to change our habits. If you say to yourself, 
well, I've been counting my steps for the past two years. There's no way I'm ever going to stop. You are setting yourself up to not give it your all and not really acknowledge your own suffering. So I really want you to see the future and the present with fresh sets of eyes and you have been witness to your own suffering. So see that in yourself and relate to yourself in that way and you have a choice to start healing. So all in all, step three is just to remove the assumptions and see these rebellious instincts of wanting change with a fresh lens. Step four is to write down the long and short-term potential results and consequences of rebelling in this way. And I just think this is important because if you don't have, you know, someone to work with to bounce things off of, or if you don't feel like you have a lot of support, uh, you might feel like you don't know what to expect if you do end up choosing to act on rebellion. Like, you know, they're not all healthy forms of rebellion. They might just need to be kind of reframed. So I think it's important if you're not sure to write down the long and short term results. Maybe you've tried this in the past and what has happened when you tried this in the past? What was different in your life and what do you want to change? What do you expect? I think this is important and it takes the impulsivity out of acting in rebellion. Something that's coming to mind when I think about this is when I decided to actually, I'm just going back to the moving to Los Angeles from Indiana. When I did that, I actually wrote down just everything I could about, you know, what do I want? What do I expect? What's going to happen if I don't get what I expect from this? What are the consequences? Like I'm going to be away from my family. Like I'm going to miss my college friends. I'm going to have to drop out of school. You know, I'm going to have to find a job. I'm going like, it was, I really, it was very important for me, especially with such a big decision to write down exactly what I was feeling and kind of getting it all out. And that way, like I knew that if it didn't work out and I had it on paper, like I'll be okay. And I know that I can move back or I can change my life again in another way. And it just helped me to really write down what my expectations were. And it took a little bit of the impulsivity out of it as well and gave myself some time to think things through. Okay, step five is to give yourself space to express and experiment with your own ideas without involving others and harming them. So what I mean by step five is it depends on the type of rebellion you feel. But ideally, if it's something that you can kind of experiment within yourself, I think that that's ideal because let's say you want to quit your job tomorrow and you're not going to put your two weeks in and you're just going to quit. You're not going to show for work. And that's like, I would say, an unhealthy approach to rebellion. Of course, there are reasons why I think that would be absolutely healthy. But if you're actually just doing that because you don't like your job and like your boss is fine or your coworkers are fine, you know, that could be kind of harming other people. That could be harming your boss and your coworkers because you're leaving them high and dry. Obviously, like I mentioned, if like if your boss is harming you, I don't know, there's there's nuances to this, to everything I'm saying. But if possible, like doing this out of respect for other people is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes rebellion can be potentially harmful for other people and for yourself. 
So giving yourself space to experiment and express your own ideas without involving others and harming them can be important for some forms of inner rebellion. Obviously, not everything involves other people or it might not be accessible for you, um, but just an idea to think about. Six, the next step is striking a balance. So let's say you do have this rebellion. You've done all these steps. Um, I want you now to think about what is realistic, safe, and life-giving. Can you experiment with playing around with this inner rebel? Can you negotiate after naming your rebel, after knowing the story? Like, How can you establish specialness and achievement outside of your rebelliousness? Like, Can you find validation within? Can you find a balance between acting on this rebellion and feeling safe in your life? It's not black or white that you can find a balance with playing around with this inner rebel and focusing on where where else can I look in my life if I'm feeling this way? How can I make this happen in a way that's sustainable? Going back to the job quitting thing, let's say you want to quit your job. That's your rebellious feeling or you want to switch schools or you don't want to go to school, something like that. I think it's important to understand what's realistic, what's safe, what is going to be sustainable for you. Maybe there's somewhere that you can meet yourself, your current healthy self, your wise self, your rebellious self. Maybe there's somewhere that you can meet in the middle. And how can you find safety within that? The last thing I want to mention is just having support. I'm a recovery coach, so I have to mention this, that I think it's really important to not isolate yourself. Like I mentioned, one of the quote cons of um, being having this rebellious mentality or this rebellious phase of your life or, or, or really listening to the rebellious within you, the rebel within you, is that you can feel isolated. So I think it's really wise to get support and find help, whether that's with a professional, whether that's with the group, whether that's with your family or your friends or somebody that you trust that knows you really well. That's a really great option, just having that support, having someone to bounce ideas off of. So those are all my thoughts on this inner rebel. And really the point of this episode I wanted to mention is that you don't have to be this good girl all the time. But you also don't have to act on this rebel all the time. Everything that you feel is a messenger. And I think it's just important to give yourself that space to um, know that you can have autonomy over your life. You're not a bad person for wanting to do something different. You're not a bad person for wanting to know your self-worth, for trying something new, for being a leader for doing something different or wanting to defy against what society or your culture tells you to do. That isn't a bad thing innately. Um, it's, got, it's got kind of a bad rep, I think. So that's the point of this episode is I just wanted to inspire you and give you some practical tips that I have in my own experience on tuning into this part of yourself. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you found it useful um, you can follow me. Um, I'll leave all of my like links and everything down in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Bye.